0: Hey, good evening and welcome to the Rangers Rabble. How are you guys doing, Scotty, Wilf? What's happening?
2: I'm sure you just champion it. Well, <laughs> <Disney. laughs> Can I get any better?
0: Yeah, some things in life don't really get much better, do they? Let's be honest. No, right. it's a long time it's coming.
2: Really. It, was, it was a long time coming, Willie, but it's many things that will live with me for a long time because it's been so long and the journey's been so long and it's just... Yeah. It's just fantastic. I can't stop
0: smiling. (laughs) Yeah, I've been smiling all day at work, so I've been quite happy myself. (laughs) Right, let's actually talk about the game. There was actually a game yesterday. I know these people were waiting for the celebrations, but what did you make of the game, Wolf? Did you think it was another good performance to finish off the season?
1: I'll be honest with you, I was was watching it, but I wasn't really paying that much attention to it because, as you say, we're just waiting for the... (laughs) The celebrations, I was actually, believe it or not, I was actually in the Go in the old Swallow Hotel. I was sitting in there watching it on my iPad while I was having lunch with some friends. Um, and it was... The thing I'll always remember about it, and it's nothing to do with the game, I just think it's so funny, that there was there was seven of us sitting at two tables for social distancing and all that stuff. Um, and we were watching it on a variety of iPads and phones, and the streams were all a few seconds apart. Right. So we celebrated the goals at different times.
0: <laughs> and outside there was
1: like a barbecue. There was like a a barbecue going on out, outside, like out there, in the grounds of the hotel. And their stream was about ten seconds behind ours. Jesus! So we celebrated the goal, sat doing, and then all of a sudden outside there's a great big fucking roast. We got hundred people. <laughs> it was so. It was so funny. It was just, to me, it just. It's a memory of the day that I'm always going to remember. But I mean, the the game. I thought, I thought we played. We played. we've been playing recently. Really, we played okay. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't overexert ourselves. Aberdeen missed a couple of absolute sitters. Yeah. In the second half, I mean, how how Ferguson's hitting the bar I and mean, then that's Van Vossen Escobar. Yeah. But I think if we'd scored that, we would just we would just up the pace and gone and scored again if we really wanted to. It was it was it was yet another case of how many do we want to score and without trying too hard, we took four off them, which is never going to be a bad thing. And the goals were decent. know, yeah. so it's not as if they were sclaps or handed to us. They were decent goals. So. We, did, we played as well as we had to, but I think there was still an awful lot more we had if we needed
0: it. Yeah, it did kind of feel like we were playing within ourselves at points during the game. But I suppose the difficulty is, obviously, we were kind of one a up fairly quickly after a mistake with the goalkeeper. And then it was just like sort of concerted pressure after that until we get the second. And I think as soon as you get that second goal, you never felt like Aberdeen were coming back in the game, Scott, did you? You
2: yeah. know, you didn't think so, Willie, but I thought the second half Aberdeen played actually quite decent. I thought they had right. a few chances, and they probably more chances than we did. The difference was we had the quality finish, and they never. But I thought, midfield we were okay. Up front, we were good. I thought defensively, we weren't great. And you can't really judge a player, because it's performance where they're, they're looking to get a trophy presentation. But I thought, again, yeah. I don't really want to judge the big boy Simpson, but I think he looked good at all. I thought he was caught in seals a few times and I thought every time Len geez ran, I might looked kind of scared, but that was one of the games I don't want to judge him, but to me, he still looks a bit timid. But I thought overall, we played well. the Defoe's goal just sealed it at the end. The guy's quality and his first touch, was just it. took him away for everybody and he He just stops and makes everybody Goes by him and then he just takes it into the net and he doesn't move sometimes, and that's quite hard in football, cause everybody gets attracted to the ball or gets attracted to players, but Jermaine Defoe stops, and just lets it, where they continue, and then just puts it in the net, do you know what the guy, is? just call it, even for his age, he's, he's always done it, and he's always going to do it, no matter how old he gets, because that's what he knows what you do, put a ball in it. Yeah, he, he just, he the just, ball. I mean, sorry, Willie, you I mean, go. Defoe, as soon
1: as he got that ball, I said he's going to score, I mean, he just, mm. he stopped, and that took that their two defenders out the game, he didn't even. Try and beat the machine, he just basically as as Scott says, he's just stuck. And the two guys ended up with an arse. And he walked past him and stuck at the net. It's just what he does. And yeah. he's a quality, quality player. I'd love us to keep him for another season. Really, with Quality, we'll with that.
2: Right Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I think it's definitely something the club would love to do. I think when you look at his finish against Celtic, he's finished against Aberdeen, it's just so natural. He makes everything look so simple. And as you guys pointed out, one of the toughest things to mark has been someday Disney move because, like, you're always expecting the to be moving about, but sometimes standing still defenders don't know what to do. And at times, he's just he's so smart. His movements great. His usage got that first touch when he got the ball just to check him inside, and then he done another tiny retouch that just moved the ball, and then he's rattled it past the goalkeeper. It's scary to think that this guy, even at his age, is still that good. And it's hard to envisage us being able to add somebody of the same quality as to what Defoe brings to the table. And I think that's one of the big decisions that obviously the manager's going to have to make. Just looking a little bit at Roof, he's obviously finished the season really strongly. I know he's going to miss like the European qualifiers, unfortunately, due to you know the four-game band that he's picked up. But just how big a player do you think that sort of Kamar Roof's going to be next year, Wolf?
1: If we can keep him fit. I think he'll be tremendous. I mean he's he's coming out as you say, well, he's coming in a better form the, the last few games because he's managed to get fit and get a run in the team. He's the sort of player that needs a run in the team. and um, it's disappointing he's missing the European qualifiers. But that, that might help us domestically, because mm. obviously he's not he's not going to be traveling in those games. So he's gonna be fresh and dependent because the the random fixture computer being the way it always is, we'll we'll end up with some fairly tough games at the start of the season because that's just the way it always works. You know, and I think it, it might help us that he's not eligible to play in Europe so he's going to be that, that bit fresher so you can maybe rest you know Morelos if he's still with us playing up front you maybe stick him on the bench and we'll give, we'll give Kamara a wee it or whoever we've got up front but uh, I mean on, on Kimar he, he must have really done something to annoy Stephen Gerard, because that's two games that a row he's been on a hat-trick and been hooked
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of strange to get taken off twice after scoring a double isn't it you don't see that often Scott, see over the season when you look at obviously the fact he has missed some games due to injury, would you say that the addition of Kamara Roof has been a huge success? I think it has because
2: he's scored a lot of important goals and it's not just his goals, he's assists and he's played, he, he knows when to go, when to stay, he's very clever, he's an, he's an intelligent player and he thinks on the part, I mean he creates stuff for people just for making runs and I think like his boys have said, injuries and it's one of the things he's had in the past in his career and if he can get a season, a pre season under his belt and get next season started without any injury then in, it might help him because it's a stopping starting. Doesn't matter who you are as a opera, stopping and starting at times doesn't help because you can be out for about three or four weeks, maybe more than that, come back into a team. I can take you about bit of adjustment to you back into where you were playing before. So I know you'd have a bit of criticism for some people, Rangers fans, but If you look at him overall, he's a quality football player. He's a quality striker and he's going to score goals for us. If you create goals and chances for him, he's going to score them. So I would keep him and I would... One of the guys I wouldn't let go. I just hope he can stay clear injury next season. I do think think he's going to miss the Euros because of suspension in the Europa League, I think. If I've been sensible, this is a European competition for a country. It's nothing to do with football clubs. And I think he should have have a chance to play there. But I just think that's poor... A decision making me ready but if that's the way it's
0: going to go then it probably will help us in the long run. yeah I think that was the thing for Roof obviously when we signed him I put a tweet out saying my only concern with Roof was his injury record I don't think there was any dispute in the guy's ability I don't think anybody that had seen him play whether it was at Leeds and Elect etc you know we could see the quality was there but the biggest fear was the injuries and at times this season it's been frustrating that he's missed a month here and a month there but certainly when he's been on it, it's hard to look by him and how impressive a footballer he is. His ability to find space is great. He's got a lovely strike of a ball. You know, and his versatility I think is important as well. You know, you see him along that front free. He can basically play anywhere. And he just he just exudes quality. And I think that's the most impressive thing about the lad. And next season, I mean it might be that we've just got to protect him at times next season. You know, that maybe we can use them three times in a week, and it's just a matter of looking after them and keeping them as fresh as we possibly can to stop any injuries. Because clearly, when he's at it, there's not that many better players that we could put out on the pitch than Ruth. And you can see just recently, as Wolf commented on, he's just found that little bit of forum. And when he's like that, he's so difficult to pick up. And I think that goal against Celtic, his first goal was just brilliant. You know, people maybe don't realise how difficult a finish that was. That was a touch of absolute brilliance for him to shape his body the way he did, and then actually, you know, sort of use that to score a goal. I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. Right, moving on to the next topic of the night. They've just been announced that the PFA Player of the Year award, um, James Tavernier, has won it. What's your opinions on Tav's season, then, Wolf?
1: Tav's had a, an exceptional season. I mean, he's set. He's sitting on something was it, eighteen goals and thirteen or fourteen assists or something. So you're talking about 33, 34 uh, goal involvements as is it that the hipsters call it these days. You know, <laughs> and that's and you can say that he's been out he was out injured for a large period of time of a couple of months ago. You know, so if it maybe if he hadn't been out injured, you could you be sitting looking at a, a right back with twenty-five goals and mm-hmm. maybe maybe his twenty 2022 goalless, you know assists. That's absolutely incredible for. That's incredible for a striker or for an attacking player, but for a fullback, that's ridiculous. His figures, his, his figures are absolutely ridiculous. He's had a fantastic season. Uh, he gets. It. I mean, I'm. I'm probably happier for him than anybody else, on the playing side at the club because he's been he's been here, for about five or six years. He's been to hell and back with us. Mm. You know, since since he joined us. I mean, he's. He's been about when well, we've taken some real some real quotes and there's some really bad results. form has been Fawn's been stinking and he's, he's stuck with it. But it says a lot for him as a person that Stephen Gerrard came in straight away and You're my captain, and he's still his captain, and he swears by him. And it's it's a great it's a great award for him. It's, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't vote for him in, in the the club's player of the year, which is a announced tomorrow night to record us. Um But I mean, you can't, you can't argue with it.
2: You
0: certainly shan- can't argue with it because he's definitely one of the best players in Scotland this year without a shadow of but, uh, wait, wait, What do you think about Tav winning the PFA player of the year? I'm delighted for him.
2: I think I've spoken to you in the past about Tav and he's one of the players that he's always at one of the he's always at the target He's back with Rangers fans. He's not good enough he can't defend. He, or diff, just different things to about him. He, he, he can only cross the ball stuff like that. It's But he's one of the players even on the Rangers team we miss him. I know Nathan Patterson's done well, but Nathan's got a long way to go before he's, he can hit the standard, his consistency I have, and I think he knows that himself. And to be, he went to the cost of two hundred thousand to be Wigan. I mean to he's been here this long. He's a captain of the club. He's one of the lead back. Well, not just him, but he's been one of the main influences to win the elite back this season. He's, like said, he's, he's a few doings under his belt, a few rubbings with different people. You mean all different players taking? I have it in just was a performances in the past, but he still be here to be the captain of the club. And I think he's seen it in himself yesterday, the way he celebrated some of the videos, and the pitch the line with the cup this morning. He's absolutely delighted. I don't know if you've, met, you've seen that with, with John Brown speaking to him. John Brown's actually adamant he has to stay there for next season because he needs to take his father I on. Mean, because to have a point in your team, in mean, 19 goals for a back and all these assists, and to be honest with you, he, he can defend, he's not, he's not the worst defender we, we've ever seen, so he can defend, it's just that people put a label, label on him, but he can defend, but we miss him if he's not there, and to somebody who's been out injured for a while, and scored 19 goals, and the well said, all these assists he's had as well, and the captain of Rangers It's just superb, and I'm delighted to get put a year. so I'm really delighted for him.
0: Yeah, I did find that funny with John Brown, when he, like, he grabbed his arm and says, are you going to be here for the rest? Of your... You can actually see the fear in Tab's eyes. Uh, you really to... <laughs> obviously had to had that chat before we joined Brown. When John Brown says you're here for the next ten years, you don't really have an option in that. <laughs> so, I wouldn't be surprised if Reigns announced a new ten year deal with Tab in the coming days. Just <laughs> John Brown said it's going to happen. But I thought I thought what was really classy on Saturday was seeing John Gregg, you know, talk yep. to Tab. You know, like one about John Gred thinks of like the new modern fullback from his day. I mean, it's usually like Tav's numbers are just off the charts. It's it's impossible to really describe what Tav brings to the team. You know, there's just so much. A fullback shouldn't be able to do, but Tav does. You know, it's just it's totally unheard of. Some of the stuff that he's done this season the you know the free kicks, the goals the open play, the penalties, his delivery into the box. I mean, the one goal that stands out to me this season, and I think, I think it was one of the guys in the last pod spoke about it, was the Galatasaray goal, where he basically got the goal after we had moved the ball from, like, Alan McGregor all the way up the pitch. And Tav's there at, at the back post, to header in, you know, Barris at he's cross. I think that just sums Tav up and the type of player he is. And I think Wolf hit the nail on the head when he talked about Stephen Gerrard basically within a couple of days had announced that Tav was going to be his captain and you can see at the end of the season the fact that Tav seems to have sent all the players this kind of gold bottle with Rangers 55 on it and stuff like that, that's the sign of a classic captain and that's the guy that I want to be the captain of my team you know, I don't want my captain to be making snidey comments at the end of the season once his team's won nothing and stuff like that, to me that's a sign of somebody that lacks a bit of class you know, is. <laughs> You know, so Tav's kept it classy all season. He spoke well, you know. And if anybody deserved to make some cheeky remarks, it was Tav. Some of the criticism for some ex players and stuff like that's been way over the top. And I'm very proud that he's the Rangers captain that got to lift the the championship trophy at the weekend. It was something special for me, and I'm sure for a lot of Rangers fans. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Stephen Gerrard a treble success having been awarded the PFA Manager of the Year award tonight as well what more can we really say about Stephen Gerrard Wolf
1: well, who who else really could, could get Manager of the Year I mean everything he's done is okay the domestic cup record we've, been, we've, been, we've talked about that till the blue in the face that's not good enough and he admits that himself but I mean he's, he's come in hit the, hit the guy ground running as far as Europe's concerned he's got us in the knockout stages three seasons on the spin it was in the last sixteen, the last two. Okay, with a couple of couple of bad domestic seasons with the fall off the cliff at, the, uh, at Christmas for the first two seasons, but this season incredible. I mean, yeah. an unbeaten record is one thing, but a hundred percent home record—that's just that's 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 obscene, absolutely obscene. I mean, there's, there's loads of, there's loads of clubs going through seasons only losing a game here and a game there, but to be Unbeaten away from home and a hundred percent at home in the league—that's unheard of. And thirteen league goals conceded in thirty-eight league games. Now that's that's the sort of thing you read about comic books. You know what I mean, that's you go to Hollywood with that and they laugh at you and go, no, "That's that can't happen. That's fantasy stuff. Incredible." And he's the man that's—I mean, what was it? You think I saw him in an interview? It might, might have been yesterday, and I've seen that many interviews with him recently. The. He said, the players always had talent, but they just needed guided. And he's there to guide them. What a guiding job he's done. Absolutely tremendous. The man, I can't speak highly enough of the man. In the piece. If Tav's signing that 10-year contract, I hope Stephen Gerrard's sitting right next to him signing one as well.
0: Scott, what about yourself, mate. What more can you say about Stephen Gerrard after seeing what happened at the weekend?
2: Can't really add much more to what Wolf said. but wolf says, you know, this season, Stephen Gerrard, in this season, knowing... This is a big season for him because I think if they won anything, if they won the league this season, he might have been out of a job. Because the year's been all without anything, he could have been out for a job. So I think this was a lot of pressure on him as well as the players and I think he's handled it superbly. And he's a class act the way he speaks on interviews and the way he just shows himself on TV or just the way he conducts himself in general. You can see he's a class act above anybody else in Scottish football, just because obviously where he's when he's been and what he's done himself as a player. But he's influenced to the players of the poor players believing him. And you can see that and they don't they take him as a manager, but also it's like they take him as a father figure, a friend, everything. And you can see that yesterday Morellos pouring a champagne over him and stuff like that. And even when Chris Boyd and McCoy were talking to him, you can see how they were delighted for him. And I think he gets the club. He came in a new range the Rangers of a big club. But he's been, been in Liverpool since he was a boy and he's how big Liverpool are and how much they've won in Europe and the league and stuff like that. I know he never won the league there as a player, but he won everything else. And he's came to Rangers thinking this is a big club, but I think the last three seasons he's seen this is more than a big club, this is an institution, this is where I want to be. And I think that's where he wants to be and he'll be here for a while. I know he obviously wants that big job he's got in the back of his mind, but I think he believes in himself in Rangers and I think he knows he can take Rangers on another level. He won in as a league next season and doing well in Europe. And like Wolf said, might be getting a cup to get a monkey off his back. So I'm delighted for the guy. I think he's just a class act myself.
0: Yeah, well, I think some of the things over the weekend that really stood out to me, I mean, I was working until two o'clock, so i only seen kind of parts of the game. Obviously watched the full game back later that night. Watched As well, said, watched that many interviews and clips. It's just, it's crazy. But I think a couple of the things that really stood out to me was, you know, when you see... You know, like Gerard talking to the players. You see him talking to the board, to the chairman. There seems to be a great trust amongst everybody. And a lot of that seems to have been built over the three years that Stephen gerard has been here. You know, even today, you know, the pitch is getting torn up. And we're putting down a new pitch, probably at quite a big cost. You know, but this is where like, the club is now. The trust between Gerard and the board and the players, everything just seems to be in sync. And I think when you look at what he's done as a manager, having came from Liverpool basically working at the academy to walk in the door at Rangers, let's be honest about it, it was a shit show at that point. You know, we weren't in a great place. We basically had to kind of reboot, you know, the manager that first summer kind of got the spine of the team like McGregor and Arfield, Goldson, etc. You know, he managed to get the best out of Alfredo. You know, and since then we've added pieces like hi and Roof Etc., and I think that's been the most impressive thing. He's built a team that has played some of the best football that I've, you know, seen a Rangers team play. To win a league title by twenty five points is phenomenal. And I think he stayed classy throughout it. You know, especially this season. I think you realize they maybe made one or two mistakes maybe last season, but this season it's been like total focus to get the job done, and we've done it. As Wolf says, we want to win the cup competitions. That's obviously the next thing for us. We want to win the league and the cup, if not both. And that's the next step for us. Right, moving on to the next award, because we've got a few more still to come. Um, Football Writers Player of the Year, Stephen Davis. Wolf, talk to me about Stephen Davis. I've always been a huge fan. What about yourself? Oh,
1: I loved the guy the first time around. Um, I kept a kind of half an eye on his career when he he left. he, to me, he was he was always going to leave when 2012 happened, when all the trouble happened. We wouldn't expect anything to stay. But from, from all the reports, he insisted that Southampton paid us money for him. Mm. Now, we know that that money got siphoned away in the end, but we didn't know that at the time. I mean, that's, that's a classy guy who, you know, who, who loves the club, who knows what's right and what's wrong. And to me, he's like a good bottle of wine. He gets better with age because he's better now than he was before. He's a different player now. But I mean, I think... He's played a lot more than anybody, anybody expected him to play, probably including himself, because of the injuries to Ryan Jack and things like that. You know, they haven't been able to rotate him out and arrest him up and things like that. He's been playing two games a week. And what what, I mean, what, what, what points him out to me has been such a, a good professional. He never, misses, he never misses a beat for internationals either. He's not one of these players that says, well, it's a wee friendly, I'm not well. i come in for this. I'll just sit this out. I've got loads of club games to go. I'm 36 years old. He's mm-hmm. just... He's, he's just absolute class and he's he's a Rolls Royce of a player. He really is an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. And I couldn't be happier for him winning that award.
2: I really could
0: Right, Scott, what can you add to what to say about Stephen Davis?
2: Not a lot. He actually took all the stuff I was going to say. Uh, apart from the fact he was my vote for the player of year with Stephen Davis, I just think when he come back, he come back to the under a cloud at Southampton. I've played a lot of football. Took any white bit to settle in, but when he came back, I said when he gets fat and he gets back in the way he's, playing, he's the best player the best mental player in Scottish football with a mile. And a few people did argue with me and laugh, especially fans of other clubs saying no, he's no he's not the player he was. But I think he shows some games this season he could play in his floppers. I mean he's he's everywhere in the park. He doesn't just sit in midfield and dictate games. He's everywhere. I mean, look at the goal he scored the other week. He's made, he makes runs into a box, not not for himself to get the ball at times, just to make runs to get create space for players. But he's in the, he's a first one back defending as well, helping out and I know Wolf said he's put a lot of football, but I think he's actually enjoyed that because it's kept him kept him fresh at times, even though he's thirty six. And he's no missing games from Northern Ireland either. So I think maybe playing more games of football has actually helped him this season because sometimes when you miss games I get with Yep, you, you get kind of rusty and stuff like coming back in. So no, if he deserves his award as well, and like I said, there, are. But still, the best midfield player in Scottish football, we a, a mile. Because he's just got everything. He's got everything, and he's a leader as well. We've got so many leaders in this team, and that's been a good thing this season. We've not just got Tab, we've got Golson, we've got McGregor, we've got Davis, even get Marella sort of front. I know he's Colombian, but he's still a leader. We've got so many leaders in this team, and as the past few seasons, we've not had any leaders. We've had people who think they're leaders, but we've not had any. But these guys know what it's about. And that's why we're focusing as a manager, who's the main leader, you no know, follow. So I'm delighted for Stephen Davis. Totally delighted. And I'm so happy having McGregor sign another deal for another season because I think they can play for a lot longer. Yeah,
0: well, I've, uh, I find it hard to be impartial about Stephen because I was a wee bit younger when I first seen Stephen sign for Rangers. And that first spell, I guess, what thought he was a brilliant footballer. Um, so we. put, when the kind of news broke that we were going to be re-signing him, I knew he wasn't going to be exactly the same player. I knew that, obviously, by age, you've got to kind of change your game a little bit. But I think the thing for me is, he just looks so comfortable. Nothing looks as though it's that much of a hassle to him. Whether it's you know coming short from the ball, whether it's you know, switching the play, whether it's that ability to get into the box to add the odd goal here and there. In my opinion, he's going to go down as one of the best midfield players we've had. I just think he's an absolute quality player. And yeah, again, you know, you look at the amount of appearances he's made for, for Rangers, for Southampton and for, and for Northern Ireland. It's quite incredible, really. And for me, he definitely deserves to be up in the Hall of Fame at some point, whenever that may be. I just think he's such a good footballer. He's added more to his game with age, as Wolf says. He's actually got better. And I think he guides us at times. I think at times when maybe the game gets a wee bit kind of flustered when things are happening, he puts his foot on the ball and just slows the game down at times or he can quicken it up. He's still got that great eye for a pass. And, yeah, look, Stephen, for me, he's going to be one of the best midfield players that I've seen during my time watching Rangers, which has been quite uh, up and down 38 years so far. Right, moving on, Alan McGregor. He's been voted the uh, SPFL Premiership Player of the Year. Alan's a bit of a madman, isn't he, Wolf? But we absolutely love him.
1: He's an absolute incorrect he's just, he's, <laughs> but He's just, he's, but it, he, he's just, he's, but he is what he is. What he is. I mean, he's he's another one. He's getting he's getting better with age as well. You know, I mean, can we just say all the old guys? You know, because he's <laughs> just. I mean, he's... it's and he's. He's so totally focused. I mean, you know, something like that saving me against Sparta Prague with his the one he stopped with his pinky on the line. He just said, look the guy. The guy got up, knocked it down. I managed. I went for that, stopped it. Happy days. That's it. The him he's just doing his job. It's not you know a lot of people would be jumping about celebrating. He pushes players away if they come and celebrate. He's so like, focus, do the job you're here to do. I mean, his interview after the game yesterday. They were asking him about it. He's like, I don't even look back. I'll maybe do that once i have retired. The man's just the ultimate professional. You know, and he's a bit—he's—he's he's the best goalkeeper in Scotland by an absolute country mile, at the moment, without any question. And we're so—we're so lucky to have him. And I think he can carry on for another two, three, maybe four years if he—if he keeps himself fit. I mean, he may well be one of these players that, when his body goes, he just—it colla- just collapses and the whole thing just shuts down on him. That—that that might be him. And if it is, we're fortunate we John put John of backing him up. So we can—we can stick him in. But at the moment, if Alan McGregor keeps keeps as fit as he is in the form he's on, I don't see why he can't play well in
0: his 40s. Has he surprised you, Scott, in terms of, you know, he's obviously been away for quite a while. He obviously went away to Turkey and then come back to England and things like that. Has he surprised you just how good he's been since he returned to Rangers? Not really. Well,
2: uh... Only really, because he was always a good goalkeeper anyway, and i remember remembering yeah. at Hull City and he was always getting voted their fans play the year and stuff like that. And I know I know he was only people say it's only Hull City, but he's still playing at a good level in English football and he's probably making more saves with Hull City than he ever does with Rangers. So he was always gonna come back and do well. And he's one of these guys who's very well said, he's very focused. And I think he's one of the guys where if you're do if you're getting beat on not playing well, you're going to the him. room, he's probably one of the first to give his opinion across. Uh, Quite harsh, I would say, but he's one. He's, he's probably got this award because you look at our defence this season. We've conceded thirteen goals, with no lost, and he's one of the reasons for that. We've got a good defence, there, yeah, but at times he saved them. Some of the saves he's made during some games have been a unbelievable, and that's the just in the league. And even yesterday, some of the saves he made were really, really good. And everybody's focusing on a party, but he still knows what he can see the goal because he wants to have a clean sheet. So. No, he's phenomenal, like Will said. He could probably go on in, in a couple of seasons because he's that focused, he's that experienced, and he's just he just loves playing for Rangers. And He's one of the reasons why we've got his premiership trophy back. I would just like to say he's still a lightweight He's celebrating, right? And especially when <laughs> he's dancing, I
0: think. I mean, I'll be honest
2: with you, when we re signed Alan, I was
0: 50 50. I wasn't so sure it was a great signing at the time. I was concerned at his age. The one thing that didn't concern me was the fact that he had that winning mentality. He had that the first time around, and I knew he would have that the second time. And I've got to be honest, that first, what was it, six, eight weeks when we played in the Europa League, when he made some of the best saves I've seen a Rangers goalkeeper make at times to get us into the group stage, my mind was changed instantly. I guess what this is a great signing. We've signed a great goalkeeper who's going to make that difference in games. But this season at times, some of these saves have just been out of this world. And before you would have laughed if anybody had asked the question about Gorham and, and McGregor. But you probably kind of really laugh about it now. Because oh, both can't. of them really are exceptional goalkeepers. And it, it's a real one of those when Alan retires. Uh, it'll be one of those questions that you'll maybe not be able to answer, to be totally honest, because Gorham was great, but McGregor's not far off it, and he continues to just do things that I don't think are possible, but I'm just delighted, a bit like what you were saying earlier, Scott, that he's signed for another year. I think it was imperative that you keep the core of the team, and Ireland is very much part of that. Yeah. Right, moving on to the last wee bit. Obviously, we've spoken about all these guys winning all these awards, and Is it a bit of a surprise, Wolf, that Conor Golson has not won anything?
1: He's not won anything yet. Rangers Rangers Player of the Year awards, Monday night, 7 o'clock, Rangers TV, 7.99 for the privilege. And the two guys I voted for are going to win the awards, and one of them is Conor Golson. There you go. I I think he'll win the Rangers Player of the Year. So Point it is a surpri- it, it, it's not it's not really a surprise he hasn't won any, any of the other ones because he's quite an unassuming kind of guy. You know, the the, the football writers and the and the, the other players they're they're looking at maybe the perform the performances of the players. The players are obviously looking at guys that they've struggled struggled up against and things like that. The writers are, are the guys that have that have made exceptional performance. Connor's a steady Eddie. he's never he's always a sort of seven and a half, eight. He's very he's very rarely these days a five, although he has been in the past. And he's very rarely a nine or a ten. He's normally around about sort seven and a half or an eight if you're scoring it that way. So he's very steady, and it's obviously the club supporters that are hopefully gonna notice that. Yeah. But I'm gonna be sitting here tomorrow night looking ridiculously foolish seeing he's gonna win it. But I think I think he'll win the club player of the year. I fully expect that. But it's good that we're in a position that we're debating who's gonna who, no, who's gonna win these awards and they're getting passed about. I mean not that many not that many moons ago. Darren McGregor was our fucking player of the
0: year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's very true. We need,
1: remember, we need to remember that and there was no other candidates. We need to remember that. That's how far we've come.
0: Scott, what about yourself? Have you been slightly surprised that maybe some of the awards have went to other players other than Conor Golden?
2: I think about what i will see I think because he's not a, he's not a player that stands out a lot. He just does his job at his home, mate. wins the ball back, gives it to the players like much surprise Ryan Kingsmore ninth minor because I think he's one of the players who has improved as this season he's improved himself and I think this season just shows you how well we've been. We've got so many players up for the awards. I mean anybody out of that probably eight or nine of our first team players got one an award this season because we've been that consistent and that good. And Connor's yeah. been up there with everybody else, but obviously Tav's goal scoring's done it. And he's assist. McGregor saves Davis's consistency and record maybe his age and stuff and you've got Kent kicking in the goals, you had Morelos, you had Golsen. I mean, even Horner's played well, it's, everybody's played well this season at times and it's just one of the ones where I think we were spoilt for choice, some of the awards, because usually the season's gone by, we've not got one point in the awards anyway, so, yes, this, is just, this is just a season where we're, get, we're getting everything, which is, which is good to see, hopefully next season but are exactly the same position at this time, so, <laughs> maybe maybe get it next season, so, <laughs> we'll wait and see but I think he's unlucky he has been unlucky because he's been consistent he's not really missed a game for his and he's always been there for his and he's had so many different partners at centre half and he's helped them through the games as well so he actually, I actually do feel unlucky for him but he's well said he's probably an it out of 10 every week but you have got to remember he scored two goals against Celtic didn't he at the start of the season so that put us on a real goal no, I think for me like Connor's been his level
0: of consistency has been phenomenal to play every single minute of every game is just ridiculous, really. For a guy that's had the problems he's had with his heart. And the amount of games he's played for Rangers in these last three years. I think that shows you how much Gerard loves him. You know, even when maybe he's needing a rest, he's still out there. He seems like one of the
1: you. Also the fact that he's a centre half and he's mm-hmm. played in every minute of every game. He's never been he's never suspended. No, you know what I mean. Set, set, center halves that maybe get, get caught out of position, get caught, get, get caught a wee bit flat-footed. They've got to bring guys down. The modern game, it's easy to get a yellow card, mount all them up, get a suspension. It's even easier to get sent off for, for having to take one for the team if you like, because you you've misread the situation. Conor Goldson has hardly missed a beat in the three years he's been here. He's played every single second of every game this this season. So that just tells you how good how good a center half he is.
0: No, I totally agree. I, mean, I was going to say something very similar and that's absolutely spot on. I mean, I think there's much more that anybody can really say about Connor. I just think he is now one of the biggest leaders in that dressing room. You know, he obviously has a lot of respect from a lot of the players, including McGregor. He doesn't shout at him that often, just on the odd occasion. So for me, I I would love to see Connor win something. And I know a lot of supporters on Twitter have changed their opinion on Connor this season and that just shows you I think at times it's not easy for Ranger supporters to admit they've made, you know, kind of errors in judgment. Because usually, once you've said somebody's shit, they remain shit for the next year or two. <laughs> you, guys, him, you see, this season there's a huge amount of respect for him. And I think that goes down to his level of consistency. So, here's hoping for another couple of years, because at the centre back and a few more trophies to go with it. Right, guys, moving on to the last bit. Just talking about. Just really the madness of the season. 102 points, 26 clean sheets from 38 games, 13 goals conceded and having won every home game. What statistic means the most to you, Wolf, out of all of those, if you had to pick one?
1: The fact we won the league. The, 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 whole, the whole lot of them together. I don't, I don't particularly place any one above any. Obviously, 102 points because it means we've won the league. But I mean if that if, if we won the league on eighty two points, that would mean meant the most to me because it means we won the league. Every yeah. every one of those statistics is fantastic in its own right. I mean thirteen goals conceded, as I said earlier, that's that's obscene. That's ridiculous. Uh, the amount of goals were scored, incredible. Hundred and two points, we've never done that before. We're breaking records all over the place. The the only thing is we need to try and do better mixes. Because the way <laughs> the way the range the support thing, we need to do better I mean I I fear for the first defeat of next season, especially if there's a crowd in the ground, because you can just imagine, you know, but to, to me, I know it's, I'm sitting on the fence a bit, but every single one of those stats is as important as, as the next one, because without without one of them, we maybe wouldn't have, wouldn't have got the rest of them. So it's just, the whole season's just been phenomenal. And I don't think we'll ever see a season like it again, because, I mean, there, there's, there's detractors saying we've only won the league because that had a lot of rubbish. Well hundred and two points. I think they got over hundred points once in their in their fabled eight and three quarters in a row. You know. They they finished a distant twenty five points second or a points total that I think they won the league with four or five times in the last number of years. You know, so we've just been so phenomenally consistent. It's and the goals the goals conceded, I mean thirteen goals conceded, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous.
0: I see you guys coming back to you really quickly on that. 26 clean sheets out of 38 games. Is that something you could have even envisaged was possible at the start of the season, Wolf?
1: No, no, no. Not, 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 I mean, if you get a clean sheet in half your games, I think you're doing well.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I mean, maybe slightly different for Rangers because a lot of teams don't really attack us. But up until this season, we'd lost a lot of really silly goals. And, I mean, like the last season, Teams didn't score goals against us. We gave them goals. It was all daft stuff. No, they weren't scoring. We weren't scoring. Worldlies are great. Team goals. We were making mistakes, and they were scoring. That's, that's just disappeared overnight. That's just disappeared. I mean, it's just, it's it's nuts. I mean, and the fact that it's not just been Alan McGregor. You know, John McLaughlin's come in. What's he played? 14 games, and he's got 11 or 12 clean sheets. That's. I mean, you've got you've got to wonder. Is the fact that a keeper of that standards come in is driving McGregor on to say, no, know, I've got yep. some competition yep. now." You know, Absolutely. you know the fact that we get Nathan Nathan Patterson challenging challenging Tam's position, driving Tam when you've got competition all over the park, so they're all, they've all kind of upped their game. Yep. And obviously, going, going back to, to my favourite hobby horse, the fact that the season got called earlier last season gave the gave the the. Um, the management team and the coaching staff a bit of time with the players because the season started a bit later, and they had a bit of time together rather than a couple of weeks before the European stuff started. They could, they could sort the players out the way they wanted them to play, get them fit, get them into the game plan. It all kind of concocts together to make the season the way it's just been. It is a season that I don't think you'll, you'll ever see again, and we've got to enjoy it. And just we've just all got to remember, the next season is probably not going to be as good as this stats wise be great if it was It'd be absolutely tremendous if it was but we'll have to lose a game somewhere along the line we'll probably lose more than 13 goals that's never been done before you know and we have to remember that because as you said earlier like, Rangers fans are really hard to please and they will <laughs> be off like, here we go it's all, it's all going wrong you know we've just got we just got to have faith in them and remember this was an exceptional season yeah. and next season doesn't have to be quite as exceptional but can still be just as good
0: Absolutely Dobby, you're absolutely spot on I think if you could even get close to 102 points next season, it'll definitely be another title in the bag. I don't I don't doubt that for a minute. Coming to you, Scott, how difficult is it to win every single home game during a league season when you know how teams are going to come and play at Ibrox? I think it's
2: very difficult because like I've said, we've done it before. Uh, and I think over the last few seasons, we've lost really games at Ibrox to Hamilton, to other teams. I mean, we just in the last minute goals, you can see they've even drawn a lot of games to come on at Murnawell. So it's very difficult, but I think and these players, like I said, they, they believe in each other. They believe in the manager. They believe in the staff. And one in brings confidence. They got a one in mentality under, under them. And they just thought, it doesn't matter who they're playing against, they're going to get in one. They didn't fear anybody. Whereas before, maybe they feared Celtic or, other team, or Aberdeen. At times, they came and bullied us. But we, were, we didn't have that fear this season. We were the ones who were bullying our teams. We were the ones that were showing our team right. Come and give it your best because we want to beat you anyway because a lot of games have no played well and we've won as well which that breeds the mentality of winning and I just think we're going to be earlier. we won the league six weeks ago but we finished the season with 102 points so the players never even turned off they still kept going because they wanted to win so it just shows you the is there and it's coming from the top right through everybody and, no one, and they're all going in the same direction so hopefully next season we start off the same vein but when if going a full season at Ibrox about losing it's phenomenal. And then like I said, the well, just talk next season back in the stadium, you don't get the odds, I don't know the odds fan, because usually about three or four users sit next to you, start shouting after 10 minutes, come on Rangers! we're not winning or stuff like that. Just nonsense people shout. Go off the players back and believe in them because they believe in themselves, so we have to believe in them as well. I mean, we watched them all season on TV, so we're there watching them live, which is going to be phenomenal because we've all missed it. Let's support the team like we've done this season at home.
0: Yeah, I think one of the big things for me, you know, I was a bit critical, but not too critical, maybe that we kind of dropped the intensity a wee bit after winning the league, which has probably happened, actually. I know that. I've seen enough Rangers teams that have done it after we've been successful. But I think what really pleased me most was the last two home games, 4-1 and 4-0. So I don't know if the managers maybe did a wee rattle at them and says, look, guy, let's, let's finish the season off in a good way. You know, let's put two teams... But let's be honest about it, I mean, we've got a huge rivalry with Celtic, clearly. There's not a lot of love lost between Rangers and Aberdeen. So to finish the two home games with 4-1 and 4-0 to me is a big marker ahead the next season. And I think for us, you know, that's massive. Because, you know, as a football club, we've obviously been through a lot. And to get to this stage, to win the league title was what we all wanted this year. The points total was off the charts. What is it? 102 points out of a hundred and fourteen, is that right? Am I correct? Like roughly I'm there. Um, twenty-six clean sheets in thirty-eight games is just it's obscene. I mean, I just don't I don't think I would have ever been busy even getting close to that. A bit like Wolf, if you get half, you're usually doing pretty well. Thirteen goals conceded, roughly a goal every third game. Yeah, again, that's just ridiculous. Given some of the you know, given some of the players we've had in defence over the years. This team has absolutely obliterated all of those records just ridiculously. And to win every single home game, I guess I think that shows the mentality of this team. And I think next season at Ibrooks, as long as this team carries on that same mentality, it's going to be extremely difficult for anybody to come to Ibrooks next season and take anything from us. And just to kind of finish off the pod, it's been a phenomenal season. Um, I don't get emotional very often, but I got a wee bit emotional yesterday. I, think I put out a tweet saying I think somebody was chopping onions in my feet yesterday, because I started getting a bit emotional at the end of the game. And I think for all the Rangers fans listening to this pod, for all the guys who have been in the pod this season, including Wilf and Scott, kami Ross, Martin, sorry to any of the guys I've missed out, there's not many names in the group now. Um, thanks for watching. Really appreciate all the times you've come back to watch us, even though at times we probably talk rubbish. But we got what we wanted this season, which was a league title. I hope you guys had a phenomenal weekend and enjoyed yourselves. Hope you enjoy the pod. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you all very soon. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast
2: Network.